Hey, man. Tell them what we got in the Amazon. Hey, yo. Mapping guaris in, in the, the Amazon. Amazon. Burning up trees in, in the Amazon. Amazon. No panties in, in the Amazon. Amazon. Real boobies in, in the Amazon. Hey, hey. In the Amazon. Hey, hey. In the Amazon. Hey, hey. In the Amazon. Hello, 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 and welcome to Touch by a Podcast. Today we're topping, talking Managuaris, right? Ma- Mapaguaris. Mapaguaris! <laughs> Sorry, I'm so lit, fam. <laughs> that fire. Saw those trees were burning. <laughs> mixed. Mixtape. So Mapaguaris of the Amazon here on Touch by a Podcast. Um, but starting us off is... Victory, sour monkey, triple, Woo. triple, nine and a half percent Yikes. alcohol content here. So, um, I'm loving you. Might be a record here at Touch by a Podcast. So remember, <laughs> get thirsty, taste victory. Um, small babies. So we're thinking sour monkey, monkeys, Amazon. You know, forget about it. Sour I think monkeys. I've used that before. I think so. Whatever. It's all good. Oh, all right. Cheers. See you later. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Let me guess. It's sour. Woo! <laughs> Smells sour. Hey! All hey! Right. In the Amazon! <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. Oh! oh. <laughs> what? What the hell? That put hair on your boobies. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like a warhead in a beer. <laughs> That's, uh, all right. That's stout, man. All right. So... There is said to be a sloth monster roaming the Amazon rainforest. Dun, 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 dun. Um, They don't know what this is necessarily, but um, big, hairy. That's <laughs> 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 what <way> I like. <laughs> Some say it's a giant sloth um, that was supposed to go extinct many, 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 many thousands of years ago. Some say it's Bigfoot. Some say it could be something else. I say, let's dive in and find out more about the Mapinguari. So, most people, or most sightings, come with um, some like a lot of similarities. Um, <clears throat> large, hairy, uh, will s- stand up on its back, hind legs, um, but also is known to walk on all fours. Uh, its hands have large claws, which are curved inward, like a sloth. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird thing they will they'll bring up is that it looks to have a giant gaping mouth on its stomach that is large enough to consume any creature that crosses its path. On its stomach? Yeah, that's uh, what? That, that's kind of the weird one. But you know, a lot of people say that that might be mistaken for like a dark patch on their chest. Since these things are so aggressive, apparently, according to the the, the people down there, the <laughs> tribes down there, um, and that it apparently eats meat, they um, probably weren't standing close enough to really inspect that chest. 
Yeah, I'm oh. seeing some pictures of it, and that looks so creepy. If I walked across something like that in the Amazon, I would be very scared. Um, so, holy shit. <laughs> what's funny, now that I look it up, without except for the face, it actually looks a lot like an anteater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Baxter is drinking water because he was upset we didn't get him any of this sour monkey from that the Amazon. Monkey, monkey. Mm. That was catchy, man. So Mapanguari means roaring animal or fetid beast. I like vetted beast. I like roaring animal better. Yeah. I think I like that better. This roaring beast wanders the forest of South America, tearing down bushes and trees with its powerful claws and leaving behind a trail of destruction as it looks for food. Dun dun, Mapaguari <laughs> in the Amazon. Um, so it's. I mean, it's been around for a long time in folklore, and uh, some people dismiss it as folklore, urban legend. <clears throat> it's not out of the question. Because they've found fossils so far, um, dating back to over 11,000 years ago, of the giant sloths, the um, giant megatherium sloth, therium sloth. So we know it exists. We know that the Amazon was actually its home. Um, so it's not out of the question that a few or like some few breeding populations maybe exist. Just survived or something. Yeah, you could survive there. I mean. <laughs> We've talked about that before with giant snakes and all the other things that were supposed to be extinct. Mm-hmm. That, you know, given the environment of the Amazon or the Congo, those two, and like, you know, places in um, like New Guinea or something like the Papua New Guinea and stuff like that, yeah. those places, I would think, would be the last bastion for. They're isolated these, enough, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're isolated enough, and the, the, the um, climate yeah. kind of matches up with older like time periods and stuff and it's not yeah like i said it's not not really there's not a lot of us out there um the only no. ones out there are the tribes the tribes are swearing up and down they see them so it i think it's uh there's a good chance it it happened or that they're there um there is another weird thing about this and this might be just more just you know how people are when they run into something they don't know they start making up crazy nightmarish tales mm-hmm. and all that but the megatheriums were vegetarian, and apparently the Mapanguari is not. It attacks cattle and other large animals with their sharp claws and teeth and eats them. So they're big enough; they could they could totally take yeah. them down. Well, they can do anything they want to, right? Yeah. Uh, In their Amazon, there aren't any reports of the Mapanguari attacking a person. Um, but apparently you, they yeah. stink to high heaven too. So good, maybe that's why morning, people just summer. avoid them. <laughs> Um, it emits a putrid scent, which is enough to alert anyone in the vicinity that there is something foul approaching and would be wise to leave. So you're saying then, if I don't want to be bothered down in the Amazon, you get the F out. Just smell bad. Just don't take a shower for like a few weeks and I mean, they'll leave me alone. So any, like normal, normal. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, some map and guari. Uh. And I'm reading some of this stuff on, uh, uh, all that's interesting.com slash map and guari. So if you want to learn more about this from the, the what I'm reading on it. Uh, you can do that. There's other articles we're looking at too, but um, there's plenty of scientists that have went down the map of Guari. They're taking it pretty seriously just because there is that 
that chance that you yeah. know, a giant sloth could still be alive um, down there. Yeah, well, it's looking here at Dr. David Oren, uh, former director of research at the Goldie Institute, led an expedition down to South America to look for clues, um, but still no proof yet. You know, I don't see a year from when he went down there, but um, Dr. Oren claimed to have found no evidence and remains convinced that it is nothing more than a myth. It is quite clear to me that the legend of the Mapinguari is based on human contact with the last of the ground sloths, um, which, you know, sloths do exist, like we said, um, but none, you know, this big. We know that, it, um, we know that extinct species um, can survive as legends for hundreds of years, but whether such an animal still exists or not is another question, one that we cannot answer. Um, and he told this to the New York Times back in 2007. Yeah, I mean, there's sightings still happening to this day. And uh, some, a lot of the sightings have um, a lot of the same characteristics of the, the environment around it. So a lot of times they find uh, the earth and the forest where the sighting happened to be pretty much decimated. Um, like it looked like something just like barreled through, knocked down trees and vines. So whatever the hell that is, it's pretty big. So it's helping with deforestation. Awesome. Yeah, so it's actually what's caused a lot of these problems. Way to go, Mapinguari. I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, seriously, yeah. not helping at all. Clearing trees. He's probably being paid off to clear trees for all the cows. And dropping panties. Yeah, dropping. <laughs> the Amazon. <laughs> what? That's. I'm sorry, that's catchy. It's it's stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. New new hit single. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, Matt, what do you think? Another one of those. Uh, it's, it's, uh. Sorry. I'm trying the the beer. Sorry. Um, I, I wish I, uh, my memory is awful. I know we've <laughs> talked about another thing where like there's, uh, you can trace back to like an animal that used to be like a normal, normal type animal. You know, I think it was when we were doing like the giant alligators or whatever, or whatever they were snakes. Uh, weren't we talking about ones that like alligators, crocodiles, something like that. Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, it was the snakes because the the guy had taken photos from the helicopter. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <clears throat> um, okay. Yeah, so it's I don't know. It's believable that you know the Amazon's huge. So why couldn't there still be an animal like this living there? That if they thought you know that at one point it was, or they know, mm-hmm. it's very lost worldy. Yeah, you know, like there's stuff down there. Yeah, I mean, until we burn yeah. it all down, we won't know. And we're trying hard to do that, people. Um, go support your local um, burner downers. Yeah, you didn't was... follow that joke very well, did nah. you? Yeah, you mm-hmm. were, it was. It started out grand. I thought yeah. it was gonna, you were gonna stick the landing, but that really did not work. Yeah, like a boat out hyperextended leg. So I'm not a gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my ACL telling a joke in the Amazon. In the Amazon, <laughs> torn ACLs in the Amazon. That'd be painful. No, but I mean, no, seriously. But on a serious note, <clears throat> it is huge, and it does have a lost world feel. Um, cause you know, when you think of something like the lost world, people say, oh, there's, you know, the Amazon's so big and vast. And they say this about some of the jungles in Africa. They're so big and vast. There's no way for us to know. And there's even been rumors of dinosaurs in some of these places. So why couldn't there be a Mapinguari? There's an artist picture of this that has, he has only one eye and he looks like he has a vagina in his chest. Yeah. Oh, it I looks creepy with a vagina with teeth. Yeah. I don't see any teeth in this one. This one's, uh, lost all its teeth in its, in its vagina chest. Um, yeah, it just looks weird. It's some of the artist depictions of it are just wow. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
This looks like something that um you would fight in a Pacific Rim. <laughs> Maybe that'd be a good thing to fight in the third Pacific Rim movie that I hope they're making. In the Amazon. Yeah, it's hard to find many um many sightings of it. I mean, it's all mostly just the uh artist depiction stuff like that. Well, no, no, it's, it's mostly the uh tribes down there that are seeing it. Um It's pretty interesting. But how much, I mean, so I so there's a question cuz this does come up a lot of times in some some of these other countries where the land is not as explored. How much do we believe some of these tribes? Do they have a reason to lie? Are they or are they just, you know, you know, just because they can't provide a picture but they can tell us what they saw? I mean, how how believable can some of these people be? Some of my argument is they live there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand if some random person from like let's just say Jersey <laughs> showed up in the Amazon saw something they're unfamiliar with the territory except for like the jungle book or something like they don't really know anything and then they um they see something strange they're immediately gonna say it's this crazy monster something's going on um these people live the life they're down there all the time i would assume after a while you've seen it all yeah so i would think they would have figured out by now what it is Mm -hmm. and the fact that they i mean are like it's this is real. This is this is it. Like we're not joking. Um, apparently, according to Oren, the doctor or whatever, or the guy that went down there, um, he says there was firsthand accounts from a couple of hundred people who claim to have seen the Mapinguari and a handful who say they have had direct contact. Amazon dwellers year after year describe to him stories of mothers with offspring, their seasonal movements to find water, and even what their feces looks like. Oh. That's pretty detailed for just, oh my God, I saw something big. What the hell was that? Like they sound like they, they pretty much know what the hell it is. <clears throat> and I wonder why we can't find any of that stuff. Right. Like why haven't we seen its feces as gross as that is? But why haven't we seen because I know the one thing people always talk about with cryptids, um, first is there is there enough for a breeding population? That's one of the th- first things that comes up. And then second, remains. So a body droppings, um, general evidence other than moved earth that it exists and i know we like you know as much as we're down in, in the amazon like how have we not seen a body you know have we not seen so that's kind of that's really always is my question when it comes to exploring cryptids like this where there should be enough of like because this isn't like a one-off cryptid this sounds like there should be enough of a population for breeding so you know i find it interesting that Interesting that even though Orin or whatever says like, no, nah, this is just legend. Mm-hmm. He also mentions that he has taken video footage of clawed trees taped what he believes are the creatures minute long thunderstorm thunderous roars and made molds of large round footprints with backwards facing claws. Um, he has also collected hair and 22 pounds of feces, which are undergoing an analysis and is hoping DNA in their hair can be compared to DNA from the blood of living sloths. Oh, so he's got some stuff. So he's, okay. yeah, he's got some, you know, evidence, but he's, or he keeps saying it's just a legend, but I'm like, why are you still gathering evidence? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, if you've already made up your mind that you think it's just, um, 
like oral history handed down from generation to generation because you know way back when their forefathers or whatever were able actually did run into the giant slaw um and that's what the stories keeps coming down so i don't know um I mean, for all we know it could be a, a big gorilla <laughs> we just never know they don't have gorillas there do they i don't think so i have no idea unless they migrated swim across the ocean uh, there is a guy, his name was um, Glenn Shepard Jr., an American ethnobiologist and anthropologist based in <laughs> Manaus, Manaus, in the central Amazon. He said he had been among the skeptics who considered the Mapanguari a rural legend until 1997 when he was doing research among the, oh shit, uh, <laughs> Gwinga some some tribe <laughs> in, <was> great. <laughs> in far western Amazon in Peru. Tribal members he questioned there about local wildlife all mentioned a fearsome sloth-like creature that inhabited a hilly forested area in their territory. Shepard said the clincher that really blew me away came when a member of the, vi- the tribe said as a matter of fact that he had also seen a Mapanguari at the Natural History Museum in uh, Lima. Upon checking... Shepard found that the man was referring to a diorama with a model of a giant prehistoric ground sloth. At the very least, what we have here is an ancient remembrance of a giant sloth, like those found in Chile recently, that humans have come into contact with. This was a very precise description of an animal and its habitats, or habits, not some supernatural thing, which the tribe also have in their cosmology. There's still an awful lot of room out there for a large sloth to be roaming around. So, um, yeah, as big as it is, I, I'd imagine. So I'm saying like, this is probably one of the more realistic things we have talked about. Um, you know, I believe in a lot of stuff that we talk about and a lot of stuff I don't, um, from a cryptozoology standpoint, this is probably the most feasible, yeah. the most realistic, um, most probable. And even if it creature. isn't exactly what we think it is, could there be something of this size and stature out there? I think definitely. Yeah, because I mean, they're, they're you know they're saying it could be it could be a tree sloth or sorry a ground sloth, giant ground sloth, or it could be Bigfoot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's obviously something out there. Yeah, there's something out there. These people aren't just seeing a tiny sloth going through the trees like, oh my god, it's ten feet tall and ripping through the <laughs> ground. Like, no, nah, I'm pretty a sure. Mouth on its chest. Yeah. <laughs> That a vagina on its chest. Watch out, it's coming our way. And it's like crawling. <laughs> it's like the scene from Austin Powers. <laughs> Just get out of the way. Yeah. Just move. No. So, I, yeah, I, I wish there was more um, real detailed sightings to go over. Um, there's just a few. There's the what we mentioned before about the father whose son had said he had seen it. His name is actually... Uh, Givaldo Caritiana. Givaldo. Yes, what we sir. need is a movie about this. He's a 27 year old Indian. Uh, and he was the one that saw the, um, he was hunting in the jungle near an area that his tribe calls the cave of the Mapanguari. So he was actually hunting in the area. The Mapanguari was supposed to be at. Hmm. It was coming towards the village, making a big noise. He said in a recent interview on the tribe's reservation in the Western Amazon, it stopped when it got near me. That's when the bad smell made me dizzy and tired. I fainted. When I came to, the Mount was gone. 
Uh, his father, Lucas, confirmed the account. He said that when his son took him back to the site of the encounter, that's when he saw a cleared pathway where the creature had departed as if a boulder had rolled through and knocked down all the trees and vines. So, I mean, it's, I mean, there are sightings. A uh, 70-year-old guy, <laughs> not even going <laughs> to attempt that, says he saw a map in Gwari 20 years ago after a 45-day canoe ride from the nearest village. Jeez. I'm sorry, but if it takes you 45 days to do a canoe ride from one village to another, I'm pretty sure there's room for a giant-ass sloth to still be alive out there. Yeah. Um, but he was working by the river when I heard a scream, a horrible scream. Suddenly something looking like a man came out of the forest, all covered in hair. He was walking on two legs, and thank God he did not come towards us. I will always remember that day. Something like a man. It's probably just a really hairy dude that was lost. Help me. Help me. Go, son, go. What <laughs> year is this? <laughs> that was Alan. Um, it was I Alan can't Parrish. find my panties. Alan Parrish. He just got out of the, the game. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but no, that is. Um, yeah, 45 days in a canoe, my, my lord. Um, yeah, that, that's, there's tons of room. Well, I'm going to think that from, from, I guess, a scientific standpoint or whatever, plenty of space. There's going to be a lack of interaction, especially with modern day civilization. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an abundance of food sources. Yeah. Abundance of water sources. I mean, it is perfectly plausible for this creature to live there. Yeah. So I, I don't see why not, um, except for, you know, there, there is no fossil record, which is, I mean, that's a big no, no, there's no fossil record of any, any of them living past that 11,000 year mark. But at the same time, uh, the, the coelacanth was the same way. The, the six foot fish that people thought was, you know, millions of years extinct. And then, oh, wait, they're still there. They didn't have fossil records of that either. That's why they assumed it had died off that many years ago, and they're still alive and well today. So it's a little different because it's land, and you know we, we trans, uh, transverse land a lot more. We don't, we don't know as much about the ocean. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not the first time we've been wrong based off of fossil records. So it could very well be the case that they're there. So, my like I said before, I feel like this is the most plausible creature that we've talked about so far. Um, just because there's there's enough stories and apparently there's enough evidence, at least from like I said, the clawed trees, the um, thunderous roars that are supposedly the creatures, the molds of giant footprints, backward facing claws, um, hair and feces, like. Something's out there. I mean, it's dropping turds. I mean, it's got to be something out there, right? I can't imagine how big they are. As big as this thing's supposed to be, that's gross. Yeah. So, Matt, what do you, you already mentioned what you kind of thought that you... I believe it. Believe it. Yeah, because, I mean, purely on the fact that there's just so much un- undiscovered land still down there. Yeah. It's, uh, Once it burns all up, we will, we'll know more about it. Exactly. That's when we'll find all the bones. Yeah. And that'll be a... Um, Awesome day. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll learn a lot. Wow. Yeah. Hey, just for to... science, right? For science. 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 No, this is totally believable. Ben, what is your final verdict? I agree. Um, I would just like to see one. 
see some of this, some of David Oren's um, research. That'd be interested. Interesting. Excuse me. That's doctor. Doctor. Excuse me. Doctor David Oren. Um, to see what he has. Doctor Oren. Didn't pay all that money to be called David. (laughs) Show me potato salad. He didn't didn't pay all that money. Someone else did. He got loans. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Whether he's paying them back is is another story. So if that's the case. Okay, so this one says David David Oren believes it's real. A living species of giant ground sloth. I thought the other one was the other one not David Oren. I think it was someone else. I might have my. My shit. No, wrong. they're both. They're um, oh, yeah, Dr. David. So Orange. David Oren says it's a legend because there's no real proof in this article. This article it says thinks the failed monster is not only real but actually a living species of giant ground sloth believed extinct for eight thousand years. He's flip flopping, flip floppity flip flop. Um, I'm reading here. Someone said that they saw what they were told was a skeleton of it in um, Daytona Beach, Florida, Museum of Arts and Scientists. Yeah. So huh. he he's convinced it's real. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that uh, stuff's being fu- found still today, um, like the um, that weird antelope creature they found out in, um, was it Papua New Guinea or somewhere out there, Vietnam, or I don't know, somewhere in the Asian area or Pacific Island area, whatever. Um, and that's a fairly large animal. I mean, it's the size of a deer. They didn't think exist, and they found it. So new species are still being found, like regardless. Yeah. Amazon is ridiculously large, ridiculously really unexplored. I mean, people go out and explore, but it's just so vast, and so like even if you did, you didn't get to explore it all. It the canopy's so thick, you can't do very much from aerial because mm-hmm. it's so thick. So I mean, yeah, we need to get very um, plausible. I think we should go down there. Yeah. Um. Why can't I think of his name? Elon Musk. He's yeah, he got stopped, the money. He stopped fucking worrying about Mars. Ain't nothing yeah. on Mars. Come out here. Let's send find them to the shit. Amazon. Get your money and your robots. Yeah. And send them into the Amazon. Just find some shit. Yes, that'd be awesome. Send your um, army of disposable interns and go hunt this thing down. I can imagine the people lining up like, I want to work for Elon Musk. I will go to the Amazon and catch diseases and find this giant slaughter. Yeah, you're able to get hundreds of people to want to go to Mars. It's a lot. You have much. Mo- more realistic chance of surviving the Amazon than a trip to Mars and staying on Mars. So just get those hundreds of people, send them down to um, Amazon and let them hunt them. Yeah. With his flamethrowers. No, 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 no. Trank doors. We don't need flamethrowers. We already have enough fire down. He's already, <laughs> he's already made flamethrowers though. More flame, m- more. F- I, <laughs> well, instead I of can't talk. pumping that out, pump out like something on knock them out. That would delay. Whatever. All right, fine. Burn, <laughs> burn them all. All right. On that note, let's to the talk, ground. <laughs> let's talk about our um, sour monkey. Anybody want to talk about their sour monkey? Wink, wink. It was it was a shock at first. Shock the monkey. Shock the monkey. <laughs> and then it became tolerable. Then just now, like the last couple six sips I had, just fucking ruined me. It was too sour. Mm. I don't. No. <laughs> no, it's it's very sour. It's real sour. It's like drinking a bucket of lemons. Okay. Um Yeah, that is uh <laughs> that's a spicy meat to ball. Hey. Uh, victory. Uh definitely definitely warrants the name and the picture. The picture is a monkey covering its eyes with a green tongue sticking out of its mouth. 
which would make um, Gene Simmons blush, actually, <laughs> with the length of that tongue right there. Yeah. So um, I don't think I could do this again. I, I wouldn't want to do I this wouldn't. again to myself. Uh, it wasn't horrible, in my opinion. I know y'all you didn't like it as much, but I didn't think it was terrible, but I definitely yeah. would not buy it again. Uh, so I mean, for the people that like sour beers, they would love this. Yeah, no. oh yeah, that'll light you up. So <laughs> definitely, if you like sour ales, I mean, that's what it is. We had victory before. This isn't the first time we've had a victory. Yeah, we had no. the Dirty Wolf one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, was that any good? I think. I think we liked. I it. I think it was an IPA. So I mean, it was you know, but yeah, we liked it. Uh, so victory sour monkey. Definitely, if you like your sour, the sour, sourer the ale. <laughs> uh, this is this is definitely for you. Uh, get thirsty, taste victory. Um, all right. Well, as always, I'm going to run through our social media platforms and hopefully we can get some followers out there to say what's up. So Facebook and Instagram at touch by a podcast, Twitter at touch by a pod, Patreon, uh, Patreon subscribers will get additional content. Uh, shout outs on our uh, podcast in the future and some investigations with us in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll try to bring y'all along or at least try to organize some kind of group sessions and, uh, you know, on site podcast and all that fun stuff, or you can be in the audience and actually ask questions. Uh, Patreon.com slash touch by a podcast. Please help us out. We do need beer money and investigation money. Uh, come on our website like you would a turtle. And uh, oh, God. <laughs> visit us at touchbyapodcast.com or email us at info at touchbyapodcast.com and uh, send us your weirdness. Um, send us any investigations you've done, any experiences you might have had, any thoughts on future podcasts or episodes. Let us know. That would be awesome. I'm sure everyone else would like to hear your thoughts and opinions, uh, good or bad. Uh, we 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 will take on all comers. Here we care. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're French or from New Jersey. Yeah, I welcome that. And then oh, he welcome. Okay. Saying, saying, ben and me and Ben <laughs> argue would, with me. Nice Let me know you. why you're not trash. Wow! Oh. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> all right. And on a uh, on that note, um, this was touched by a podcast. And on behalf of touched by a podcast, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Ben. Paranormally, not normal. In the Amazon. Hey. What? <laughs>